This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. No. Hello, Michael Dalton. G'day there, Glenn Dalton. How on earth are you? Really well. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Oh, happy Dalton Day, as we Everybody, like to call it. isn't it? It's a great day for everyone. Isn't it? A no? great day for everyone. It really is. Yeah. Tell you what I'm not liking. What? Winter. Well, it's not winter. It's, it's autumn. winter. Really? Yesterday was frigid. It was. It was what? Horrid. I actually turned the heater on last oh, night. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh. I wasn't home. Wow. But um, it was... Uh, no, I just don't like it. Mm. And that's, it's, that means it's on the way. Winter's I know. bloody well on the way. Well, which means that we'll have to do what we do every year. What's that? Go on holidays, yes. <laughs> won't we? Yeah, and no, I do have a month in July. Yeah, it's me July, too. August. So June, we'll be off July. air, won't we? Yeah. Which is not good, but I mean, the holiday. Not for be. anyone, really, except no. us. Well, I think people just get, you know, they get miserable, don't they? <laughs> they turn the radio off for three sad. months, I think. Not that, you know, deficiency thing. <laughs> Depression. It's sad. So you don't get enough sunshine. In yeah, seasonal affective disorder, That's I believe it. it's called. There you go. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, my sister's initials are Susan, were Susan and Dalton. Oh. And uh, so she was sad. sad all the time. It is as well. That- <laughs> well, it's a big show. Big thanks to Paul Anthony for the afternoon show. He's great, isn't he? Always. Oh, gosh. Always. Every week the same. Yeah. It's um, reliable. I like it. It's good. The Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Yeah, Glenn and Michael with you. Great to have your company. Yes. Now, we've got our guest. It is the very one, the very only, Sexy Galaxy. Good afternoon. Hello, boys. Oh. Well, we um we want to know, because you're, 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 you're about to do a comedy festival. I am. Now, this, this is, is not your first time at the rodeo, is it? You've done it before. Comedy festival, no. Oh, you haven't? No, it's your comedy kept, festival debut, debut? It's my debut, yeah. Wow. Because I'm so funny, they harassed me until I registered. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, they needed you. Yes. Well, you would um, you would be unique in a festival like this. There wouldn't be that many, you know, of, of your type. Would we're, we're talking drag kings. Yes. Yeah, I think there's one other type. drag king, Bo Heartbreaker. Right. Mm. No. no. But we do very different types of drag. See, Bo does the real man, the country boy, and he's, mm. he's, yep. a, he's a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm just a crazy drag queen with eyeliner, lots of eyeliner on my face. Well, this is the interesting thing about what you do, because it is a little bit like that. I mean, for people that have not seen you, what uh, would you describe your uh, act and the character or yourself as? A glamour boy. A glamour boy. Mm. You do. You look immaculate. Yeah, well, no. I wanted to be a drag queen when I was younger, and um, I kept getting told I wasn't allowed to be a drag queen, so I thought, I'll just add a beard. Well, you are a little bit of the cross between a drag king and a drag queen. Yeah. Yeah, I love glamour. Glitter, like we're talking glitter lips, glitter yeah. eyeliner. See, any time I really like it, when I was younger I was a tomboy and then as soon as I started doing drag, the boy in me loved the glamour. Oh. It's very twisted. Yeah. Uh, you. Which you'll find out on my twisted stories at the show actually because it's about my life on my journey looking for my manliness. Your manliness My mission. twisted versions of manliness and the crazy stories that happened to me growing up. Go on, like, give us a little bit. No, you have to come and see the no, show. No, no, we, we, we can have a look. What about the one that didn't make it? The story <laughs> that didn't make it in? <laughs> the ones that didn't make it. I well, mean, was there a lot was of, it, what was know, your upbringing like then? 
Um, well, I got teased a lot at school. So, you know, I was always um, the kid like in the room where every, the whole school's sitting there and, and everyone wants to fight me because I'm a lesbian or oh. I've, I've been a bit queer. But what, one of the stories in the show is I talk about when um, I thought I outed myself when I was nine at school in a school play. So you thought you knew then? Well, all I did, I knew from yeah. a very, very young age and it wasn't until in as soon as I did it on stage in front of the whole school, I was like, Crap! So what did I you think do? I've what actually way? outed myself yeah. as a homosexual. How was it a How line in it? the in oh. play? <laughs> well, um, I was playing to a be or not to I be. I am a lesbian. I was playing Discarella. I was oh, the, right. the lead role of Discarella. What, what is Discarella? Well, it's a disco version of disco version of Cinderella. Yes, yeah, more much more funkier. Oh, need to be and doing so, that one at next year's Midsummer <laughs> instead of coming out. Behind a big puff of smoke. See, I, I wrote, I a made the, the big puff of smoke. Yeah, I, I exited through a big poof. <laughs> and as soon as I did it, I realised and thought, oh, they're all going to bash me again for being homosexual. But of course, no one got it no. except me. You should have come out of a closet. Like, that's how you would yeah. have really done I know, it. I know, but we didn't have any budget for that. <laughs> no, but I guess you do in the comedy festival. And what show. area oh, yeah. is this? What area of um, Australia Perth. are you? Oh, Bo- yes. Bogantown. Okay. Right. Bogans and Sandgropers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as well as stories in your show, what else uh, is part of it? Well, it's cabaret, so there's a bit of dancing. Yeah. There's a bit of dancing and... Um, uh, yeah, because, you know, he, my characters like to dance. So, mm. um, And there's also, well, the idea is he has lots of skills. So there's lots of things to learn. Mm-hmm. So if there's any men out there that are quite confused about their masculinity, they can come and learn a few skills. Or if any ladies out there mm-hmm. who want to man it up. Do you reckon we would benefit from it, Michael? I know we would. Yeah, I think so. I know we would, yeah. Gosh. I mean, I'm manly enough as much as I want to be. As much as you can you be. But you can always learn a little more. Well, you know, we're an open book. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of it's from a child's point of view. And you know how we confuse things people tell us when we're younger. Mm. So, you know, it's his sort of childhood version of what advice people are giving him. So, were, were there particular things then that you misinterpreted as a child to mean one thing and then you well, learned? You, you, you take things later. seriously. Like your yeah. parents are trying to fob you off. And you think, oh, okay, you've just given me, you know, my life path, you know, the truth of life. And they're just trying to get you to piss off. <laughs> get out of my way. I'm watching the TV. <laughs> well, it sounds like oh, yeah, quite a journey. Are you using your voice in this? As in, I know you're talking to an audience, but are yes. you singing in this? No, I don't sing in no, this. No, you, no too I much have dancing. watched you and you have got a great voice. Oh, yes, okay. No, no. <laughs> I hear I've got a great, great face for radio. No, great voice. <laughs> but you're not in this one. Not in this one, no. Dancing and we are giving us a million stories. Yeah, there's too much to say. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see this one, I tell Mm. you what. Well, you you know how to... um, I think one one of the reasons that you're the way that you are and you're as good as you are is because you know how to hold an audience. And that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter whether you're miming, singing, or, you know, dancing on a table. As long as you know how to hold an audience, that's Mm. what... Isn't that what it's all about, isn't it? That's what happens when you're born with big boobs. People just want to stare at you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why I'm popular.
Oh, brilliant. Well, where's it on at, Clem? Where so are we going to go? It's on the 86. Oh, I love that. Uh, nice long run kicking off this weekend, the 27th of March, and running all the way through to the 19th of April. Selected days only. People can go to comedyfestival.com.au. It's called Sexy Galaxy's Manliness Mission. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It is, I just like me. It is, yes. <laughs> well, I right, have all the best with it. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. That was a little bit, um, that guy called Peter Wilson. Yes, that good old Melbourne me, boy. Is he? Yep. It reminded me a little bit of NeverEnding Story. Oh. Did you hear that in there? <laughs> uh, now that you mention it, it, maybe. Just sort of that kind yeah. of, the way I travelled along. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, a big movie when you were a kid? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that I've watched it um, quite a few times since then. What, really? Yes, because oh. Olive, my daughter, loves oh, that film. Right. And the luck dragon and everything. It's and such a lovely movie. Is it one of those movies where you look back on it now and think, God, you know, what is with the special effects or this is really dated? Actually, or... it isn't really dated, no. Oh, no I think it really oh. stands up. They should really start looking for a current day release. Yeah. You know. I, re- I mean, I like it. Yes. It's, really good. it's one of those ones that I could, you know, I wouldn't now because I watched it that many times, but mm. I would go to the Astor and watch it. Right. You know, and watch See, it for me, it would be beaches really yeah 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 very very similar pretty much yeah yeah one's the sequel of the other my memory is very very long mm-hmm. yep um that's such a good film isn't it isn't it fantastic with otto titzling oh, i love that song so i was considering uh because you know this show chatterbox which is on at um yes, a wednesday boys. night yeah and uh, you did it a couple of weeks ago Dolly did yeah and i'm doing it in a couple of weeks and that's i was considering right. the songs that i would use and i thought i need something <laughs> when i think of my childhood because really beaches was the movie that you know, I would watch it to the end. I'd rewind and watch it again. Yeah, and did anyone at school maybe know about your <laughs> sexuality? I didn't, I didn't watch it at school. No, no. But did you Home. when you're walking around the playground, be <laughs> humming, you know, Otto Titzling, <laughs> or when you had to do a movie review and I do peaches? <laughs> I really loved peaches. I even got the librarian to get the book in. Right. Yeah. They kept their mouth shut then, did they? they? Yeah, apparently so. Just on the ten, I was there. We're glad, Hoskinson, <laughs> please. We've got your copy of Peaches in the library if you'd like to come and pick it up at lunch. Oh. Wouldn't that be fabulous? <laughs> but I was considering that maybe Otto Titzling would be something that would, because it's also about, you know, then, no, I've pretty much seen every musical that's ever come yeah. to town since. No, it's, it's such a good film. It's fantastic. I would yeah. love them to make a stage show of Beaches. Yeah, they never made they never made a sequel, did they? No. No. Tricky. Very. She can't come back, can she? <laughs> no. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but my mum was saying that maybe they could because it could be the two kids, you know, like yes. kids of, you know, that yeah. uh, of them or, you know, because well, she had the daughter. The, one, the, the daughter yeah. is in... Um, you know, um, there, that it, show is she on in television. A show? Really? Yes. I didn't even know. Yeah, you did Big Bang Theory. Oh, is she? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yes. The um, the uh, dancing one. Right. Midler's daughter. Oh, 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 is she? Because she played Blossom. Oh, I don't know. No, no Bet, that was no, like the Bet young Midler, Bette Midler character. Midler when she was younger. Yeah, the right, young sorry, C.C. Yeah. Bloom. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Yes. She's yeah. in um, Well, she played Bang. Blossom. That's right. Mm. I, yeah. when I was a kid, had a little fantasy that she also played Annie. <laughs> She didn't. Know. No, but she, she could have. She could have. She could have easily. Yeah. God, it would taken twenty minutes talking about that, and I, I loved it. I know. I'm not taking a word of it back. <laughs> 
things are going swimmingly. Yeah, all day, it's Wednesday. All day. And the, um, you know what it is? That I went to recently watch the concert mm. of one Kylie Minogue. Now, I've, uh, I am familiar with Kylie Minogue. Yes, yes. She's been around a little while. Yeah. Um, some good music, I've mm-hmm. got to be honest. I agree. Years. Been a fan of hers for a long time. I am. Um, I like her. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've still got singles. I think I spoke about this a couple of really? weeks ago of Kylie from well, like, Locomotion and I Should Be So Lucky. really, aren't they? Well, yeah. Do you ever get them on the uh, turntable? Oh, no, because they're cassettes. Discs? Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, is that cast single? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, I went and um, my uh, friend, Quiam Lin, mm. is a massive Kylie fan. Huge. One Loves of the biggest. Her. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I just, because I, I've never been to a concert, I've got nothing to really compare it to. Okay, right. But I did ask Quinn what he thought, and he said, oh, oh brilliant, absolutely, you know, loved it, fabulous, mm. um, but quite gay. And um, I think, but he said, how could you ever top Aphrodite? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I saw Aphrodite and absolutely loved it. Yeah. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't go to this one because yeah. I would have had very high expectations. There was a bit of old scaffolding up. Yes. Uh, there was some dancers. Right. It was a bit of a memory lane one. Oh, uh, yeah. An evening with Kylie. Right, is that she what? doesn't move as much as she used to. Oh, really? No. Okay. Um, but it was, um, <clears throat> what I thought was absolutely fantastic was her voice. Right. She was in really good voice. Yeah. What numbers stood out for you? Um, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, was, it, was, it was good. <laughs> it was good. I just didn't adore it, but I oh, still really? enjoyed it. Yeah. It was still enjoyable. Well, I'm sure and there now are. I can say I've been. Yeah, I'm sure there are other people out there who went to the show as well. What did you think? Mm. Let us know 0427JOY949. Are my opinions controversial? Are they? Can you criticise Kylie Minogue on a gay and lesbian radio station? And remain. Will you be here next week? I I don't know. Remains to be seen. I won't be. Remains to be seen. Um, But, yeah, no, you know, it's still very good. Yes. Just, I don't think it was amazing. Okay. I did get to check a few of my emails while sitting in my seat. (laughs) Well, I did see frequent uploads on Facebook and then comments on Facebook, but I I assume that was when Giorgio Moroni. It was on. Right, yeah. It was good, but mm. I, I've, you know, I've watched DJs perform before and checked Facebook. Yes. You can do both. You can. My mum went selfies. and saw Rob's, uh, what's his name, Rod Stewart last night. Right. She uh, took a photo of herself and her sister and put it on Facebook beforehand. And then yeah. someone wrote, oh, God, I'd rather put pins in my eyes, my oh. cousin. And uh, my mum, like, and then they had this whole dialogue. I thought, God, the show must be that good if you're just writing this thing. But she said it was after the Yeah, support. well, Rod is one of those that's still got it. Mm. I, I watched Rod recently. It is when performing with Elton John in London. Yeah. And they were very good. Wow. Yeah. The Royal Daltons with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. Yeah, great to have your company on your Wednesday afternoon. It is Glenn and Michael with the Royal Daltons. And we've got guests, haven't we, Glenn? Well, we do. We uh, love this time of the year because of the multitude of talent from uh, local and international destinations. We've gone international. We have gone international. These two, uh, all the way from the UK, they are Bryony and Tim. They've got a show called Fake It Till You Make It. They're a real-life couple. Oh, my word. Welcome to the Royal Daltons, guys. Thanks for oh, yeah. having us. It's like oh. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't now, know that we've ever had a real life straight couple in the room before. <laughs> no, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I don't do normally any differently. Normally, we don't let them in a joint, do we? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we thought we'd make an exception this time. Now, yeah. I went and watched um, Bryony last year, and you, what a bloody um, colossal thing you did by doing a couple of gigs, didn't you? Yeah. You did Credible Likeable Superstar Role Model mm-hmm. at 
Theatre Works, and then you did Sex Idiot, which was part of the comedy festival at the Town Hall. Yes, I did. What a mammoth task doing both of those. Yeah, it was a weird one as well, because one's about STIs and the other one's about the sexualisation of youth. So it was a bit, it was a bit of a like, polar opposite show. It was good, though. I really enjoyed the comedy festival. Oh, God, and back. They were both brilliant. They were both brilliant. And your niece was incredible, likeable superstar. But it's quite the mouthful, that one, I know. Isn't it? She's called it credible. Credible. Well, your niece was in that. We were talking she about was. her a minute ago. Yeah, she was. She was. She was 11. She was in that show. That was lovely. I was over here with her and my other sister and me. Hmm. So we did all the sights. Yeah. Because it was that you'd never been before. Or so I'd never been to Australia. Right. Taylor had been twice before. So she was like, oh, I know it. Don't worry. There's kangaroos everywhere. She was yeah. telling me all about it. <laughs> when I moved over, I thought there would be. But it wasn't. <laughs> so cheated. Now, um, but you're back this year with your real life partner, Tim. I know. My real That's life me. human being partner. Yeah. And you've uh, put this show together, which is about what? Is it about your relationship? Of course. Of course it is. How gross is that? How, no. how self-obsessed is that? No, it's, about, it's about our relationship. It's about depression, mostly. Mm. Depression and men is what the kind of pitch is. A comedy show about clinical depression and men. And so how does this actually all unfold then? Because you wouldn't see those two words in the same sentence very often. What, depression and comedy? Yeah. Well, I think, well, not... So the, what, the shows that you've seen were kind of both based on sort of real-life investigations. So that's how I normally make work. Something happens in my life and I think oh man I need to make something about this Um, so in this case when I was here in Melbourne last year Tim was having a particularly bad time with his um, mental health Mm -hmm. and when I got home um, I said I'm never going away again I'm not doing that again and that's you know too harrowing and then we joked and laughed and said it'd be funny if we made a show together and then we kind of realised that we had a story that we wanted to tell together which you can probably elaborate on a bit more seeing as it's your story yeah, we just we basically we're trying to figure out what we can make a show about if we're actually going to go down that route. Yeah, and then I think we we just decided in the car one day that this has been such a big issue of mine for such a long time of my life, and I haven't spoken about it to anyone. Um, and that, the fact that Bryony found my medication was like it was a it was a door opener to to try and figure out why I As would have you done hadn't, that you hadn't mentioned it no. you were just on the medication I was just on it and I hadn't even told Bryony that I was on it how long have you been had, to, had you been together before all Oof. that then? it was only a, three, months. three months or so but he'd so. already moved in right <laughs> I worked quite quickly was that, was that overnight yeah, yeah pretty much your knife yeah, you'll do get in I'll have you even I've got a your... bed it's got room get in it so what, what, are you, what have you been able to make funny out of that then because up until this point it doesn't sound like an overly funny story um, well the fact because we thought right it's, we've got to do something other than just be a little sorrowful on the stage and be like depression's so bad mm. we thought to get we'll raise awareness of the fact that blokes aren't talking about it mm-hmm. blokes like to laugh about everything don't they to make it seem a bit easier yes so we thought initially we'll make it we, I think initially we we're going to think about doing a stand up stand up yeah and then um, but, you know the opposite of what, sh- what you'd expect I guess mm-hmm. was the main focus yeah and, and then, then and then we, we realised there was a bit of a deeper darker message in there that you know the stats of men committing suicide in particular was just it's going out of control at the minute mm-hmm. in the UK and over here so we thought I think we need to make a theatre show but get some comedy in there as well yeah so it's like a light-hearted sort of true life story about because like, we joke about all day every day like I'm still yes. like a real happy I'm always playing tricks on her always messing about so we thought we'd have to do that in one show but 
do the funny parts of the life and the darkness. Yeah, so it's like the balance. Of the, course, that, that yeah. balance, yeah. you know. The tragedy always, and even when he's at his worst, you know, even at the absolute worst, it's still hilarious. You know, it's still find moments where you have to fall about laughing or you'll just cry your eyes out. And well, I think it's those two things jutting up against each other that makes a show good, actually. You know, yes. It makes it kind of one minute you're laughing your head off and the next it's minute... It's a rollercoaster. Yeah, and there, but there isn't anyone, I think if everyone's honest, there isn't anyone in this world that hasn't gone on that rollercoaster yeah. to varying degrees. Exactly. You know? But the thing is, it's made, it's made us realise how common depression actually is. Of course. Because um, no one talks about it. But then once, once we, since we've been doing a show, the amount of people coming out and saying, giving us a little wink or saying, that's me. Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing my story as well. A quarter so, of the crowd, I'd say. Yeah, so it's that's unbelievable. The stats yeah. say. It proves, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, all those old adages of laughter's the best medicine. And, mm. you know, and theatre is based on comedy and tragedy, mm. you know. So, you know, of course it's, you know, and we, we, what we love is to be able to sit and watch somebody else tell a story yeah. of yeah. their life. And, you know, obviously what we love even more is when they do it really well. Yeah. Um, But you can associate it with it. I bet, I bet a million, you know, there's a lot more that don't wink and still associate with it. Yeah, totally. And that's your work, though. That's what you do, though, isn't it? It's based, majority of it's based on honesty, but from what I can tell. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like, I think all my practice is based around just saying, this is how I feel about something. This is the truth about it. Um, And then luckily mostly people say yeah well done i feel the same as that i don't think i don't think it's um rocket science what i make really you know i think i make things quite palatable and a little bit um i probably dumb things down quite a bit as well like i know a few scientists probably watched it and thought oh my god what's she ham-fistedly trying to describe serotonin (laughs) reuptake inhibitors and all these different things but i think you know i think even the most complex of subjects even the most sensitive of subjects they're the ones that I want to talk about the most. Yes. And the ones that I want to package with a bow with a pa- in a palatable way. So, like, this show is about male depression. You know, it's about suicide. But it's also got, like, Fred and Ginger kind of style dance routines. It's got him wearing an array of fantastic headpieces to cover his face because he told me he never wanted to look the audience in the eye. You know, it does things with a bit of a nudge and a wink. And actually, when you're saying something that's really raw... If you don't do that, you're in the, you're in the territory of it being really either cheesy or very worthy. Yeah, I mean, if you know, you're sitting there, well, like as Glenn mentioned, it doesn't sound very funny. It doesn't <laughs> sound this and the other, but that's how you make it funny. That's how yeah. you make it more everyday and yeah. more palatable. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I can't wait, and I just think you're brilliant. I said that the moment you arrived. Thanks. Um, and I don't normally get that sycophantic, but I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's running now at Theatre Works all the way through to the fifth of April. It's called Fake It Till You Make It. Check out theatreworks.org. Dot au for all of your info. Yes, a big thank you to Daniel Clark because he's amazing, does great work over there. He does. Yeah, he's been great. Um, yeah, he is great, isn't he? So um, thank you to both of you. All the best with it. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. We are, as you mentioned, moments away from the news mm. and uh, there was some tragic news earlier, which I'm sure will be mentioned, so we'll leave that for Gary Wilson, but it's a bit of a sad day for Victorian AIDS Council, isn't it? And of course, you know, just the, all the horrible plane crash was absolutely dreadful. Well, it? Uh, it has come to light that uh, one of the people killed in that was a volunteer at the Victorian AIDS mm. Council. So That's there are lots awful. of people that are going to have known him. His name is uh, Greg. Just trying to find his surname. Uh, Greg Friday. Mm, Greg Friday. So, um, And, uh, yeah, that was brought to light to us for a little while. We just sort of don't mention things like that because, you know, it's all to the news, isn't it? But very sad day indeed. Very sad day indeed. Right. Um, we mentioned earlier about the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. So, so many great films as part of that festival. There always is. Well... 
this year is a, is a big year because it's 25 years. Mm. It's also an even bigger year, really, because it is Lisa Daniels' last year. Well, I was going to say there always is great films and there always will be, but who knows? Yeah. Well, but we do know at the moment that this year there are great films and the lady herself, the director of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival, Lisa Daniel. Hello. Lady, I don't get that very often. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't act, I usually get Sir. Yeah. Do you? Yes, yes, in shops I do. do oh, really? No. What do you want me to No, I don't really. really? Yeah. They, well, they start with a face and then they go down. They go, oh, sorry. Oh, oh yes. right. Breast. Yes. I, don't, um, I wouldn't say you look like a man. No, though. I don't think so. You know. no. Maybe it's the way I walk. Oh, yeah, right. I've, got the, I've got the Tony Abbott. Gorilla strut. Right, that's about Have it. you yeah. modelled it on him? No, certainly not. I had it first. <laughs> wow. Now, yeah. um, so we're mid festival. Yes, it's, it's right in the middle. Yes, right in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah, and it's going well. It's going. It? It, yeah, it's going yeah. well. Like the ticket Such sales a buzz. are. Oh, you know, ticket sales are going well. Touchwood. Uh, we're on track to reach last year's target and mm-hmm. make our ticket budget, which is fantastic. It'd be awesome if we made a little bit more. Yes. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, so I'm really happy. And it feels really busy and I'm feeling like there's a lot of, lot of love in the room. And right. Yeah, I mean, do yeah. you believe, and um, we, I mean, I know how honest you are, do you believe that people are probably coming and make a bit more effort because it is your last year or? I've got no idea. I've looked no. through the, I've searched for my friends' names in the ticket system just yeah. as a little bit of stalking yeah. and not seeing anyone that usually would come or not come. So, uh, look, I don't know. No, look, it doesn't matter as long as they're coming. It doesn't matter as long no. as they're coming. I don't care as long as they're, no. uh, you know, spending 1950 and going to see a film. Yes. Exactly. Now, we love the Melbourne Queer Film Festival and we're having a discussion earlier today about, um, the, I guess, the selection process, which you, of course, are front and centre involved in, what determines whether something is a queer film or not? Well, it's probably changed over the years. It probably used to be that there was a fairly strong queer character in there somewhere, mm. uh, but certainly now they have to be front and centre, like yes. not, you know, the shopkeeper's distant cousin who mm. walks past with a, a, a loose... Past, yeah, Minces past. Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they have to be front and centre. Yeah. It has to be a queer story, like a strong queer story. Um, Great. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is why people need to get down to Melbourne Queer Film Festival, because there is um, films that you would not normally see in cinemas don't normally get a yeah, general yeah. release. Yeah, mm. there's heaps of stuff that probably look probably about ninety five percent of the stuff we screen you won't see anywhere else. You might see the odd short on YouTube or something. Features maybe one or two might get a release afterwards, or you might see them at another another festival somewhere. But generally, even in the days of downloading and pirating, you won't you won't see a lot of this stuff online. So, yeah. and you know, go and see it with an audience. It's so much fun. Go to the festival lounge. Well, and you see it on a big screen. Most friends. people do not yeah. have big screens yeah, in their no. house. Yeah, no. it makes me cry when people watch stuff on their iPhones or iPads. Oh, that's awful. Um, uh, what do you recommend people doing then? Because some of these movies you wouldn't know. I mean, there's a guide. No. There's a great guide, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, you can get a bit of a synopsis of it. Yeah. Um, what else? What do you recommend that they yeah, do? Yeah, jump on the Facebook page. We usually have, like, you know, sort of the cheats guide, like, you know, lesbian, le- lazy lesbians passes. Like, you know, here's five suggestions for great lesbian film or, you yeah. know, for the gay guys and stuff like that. Um or, you know, just, uh, you know, go and see something like Limited Partnership, which is a fantastic documentary about a, a partnership that's been going for 40 years between an Australian man and an American guy, uh, where the Australian man went to America, fell in love with his partner, but couldn't leave the country because he would never get back in. And so he lived there illegally for about 40 years. They had no, he couldn't get a job, couldn't get health cover. Fascinating story. So, you know, go and see something like that. Or, yeah. you know, if you've only got one session you're like shorts, go and see a mixtape, which is on Sunday, yeah. which is kind of like my Desert Island Discs best shorts in the 
I saw that one. So, it was fantastic. It's good. It's it's one of the few sessions that we actually combine. You know, the lesbian, the the alphabet of uh, the uh-huh. community. Because generally, guys won't go and see the girl shorts and vice yes, versa. But and that's what I loved about it: seeing yeah, movies yeah, that seeing I would not that, normally go and yeah, see. Yeah, so there's trans, gay, and lesbian, couple mm-hmm. of bisexual things. Now in I've there, forgotten so. the name of it, which is very bad. Um, but Priscilla? my friend <laughs> is that gay movie now. My friend David McGillifray um, sent me a message yes. saying that he am I going on Friday night? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, it's it? uh, Peter Jerome, the grandfather of gay porn. So yes. it's about Peter Jerome who made a lot of gay porn in the seventies. It's I, I'm really excited we got it through classification because there's quite a bit of footage from his gay films in the yes. film. So it kind of swaps between uh, Peter Jerome, who is now in his 80s, sitting in his little English rose garden talking about his career and, you know, pretty raunchy stuff, like X-rated stuff from his film. So, Well, I do believe there's... um. I I haven't had time to prepare the words. <laughs> no, I mean, well, they, they ejaculates. There's ejaculates. Yes, there's a bit of that going on. Sort of so I, I had well. to list that in my classification exemption okay. application, and seems to have just got through. So I'm happy about Good that. Good to Because David yeah. and Julian Clary were together, and I think yes. is Julian in this. Yeah, Julian's yeah. in this, and actually some of Julian's friends are coming, giving them some comps to come right. come along. So there's there's quite a, there's a few tickets left, but it's selling quite well. It's right. a fascinating docker. He's a, such a lovely old man. Yes. If you saw him in the street, you just think he was you know a cab driver or something. But you know he's had this incredible career of yeah. having really explicit porn, and he talks about being an out gay man in the seventies in England and in the sixties, even fifties, and uh, yeah, just fascinating stuff. Yeah. I love the docos. I love sort of perving on people's real life. Yeah, well, I do as well. Yeah. gay porn. The um. What is it then? Are you announcing what you're doing now after this? I would imagine there's a big holiday, isn't there? I'm taking a break. Yeah. So I don't finish till the end of May. So there's a bit of tidying up to do afterwards. Right. And that's not just my desk, which is disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm finished at the end of May. I'll help them get someone in the role. No one in mind yet. Then. Well, we have to wait until we see how much money we've got, really. Right. Because oh, we don't really enough. want to offer jobs to people and not be able to pay them. No. So Look, it's all looking good at the moment. They'll probably re- do a bit of a restructure and then I'll stay till May. I think I'm finished on the 21st. I fly to Noosa on the 22nd for a week. And so I'll just, you know, just be lying around in a stunned silence thinking, yeah. what Watching have movies. I done? Watching no, movies. I won't be yeah. touching movies for a okay. while. And then I'm going to take the rest of the year off. So... <sighs> Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm having unpaid well, long service Well, that's where leave. the money's gone. I love it. Glenn, that's where the <laughs> bloody money is. That's right. Now, uh, give us a couple of tips for what people can see over the coming day or two. So, I'd go and see Life Partners, which is a great lesbian film for people sort of, you know, mid-twenties, sort of right. a younger person's film. That's at the Kino. Mm-hmm. Uh, BFFs, we're screening as well, which is uh, a Sigrid Thornton film. Hilarious. Really, really popular the other night when we screened it last uh, Saturday night at 10.15. A lot of people there. Sigrid came along. She's not going to be there, there this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a, you know, two middle-aged lesbians go to a, a couple's retreat uh, and pretend that they're lesbians because, uh, you know, it's like a freebie and they think it's going to be grand. And, oh. you know, mysterious feelings sort of start between them. And oh, Sigrid plays yeah. a counsellor, a couple's counsellor, who's hilarious. Love it. So the guys would love that. A lot of guys that saw it said it was really good. So they're my two tips coming That's up. That's great. Great. Well, there's so much. People need to check it out because it uh, all winds up this weekend. God, go Monday, to March 30. Good Lord. Yeah. MQFF.com.au for all of the details. Lisa Daniel, thanks so much. Thank you. Good on you. I was with uh, friends on Saturday night and my friend Grant said, oh, God, the dog's so stupid. And his boyfriend said, don't say stupid. Dogs have feelings. Say silly. <laughs> That's a little much. Dogs have feelings. Yeah, but dogs I Dogs mean, have feelings. Would you, I don't want to be called silly either. Mm, it's have, better than stupid. It is better than stupid. You are so silly. Oh, stop being silly. Stop okay. being stupid. Well, it's the way you use your voice. Well, though. I know, you, yes. You used one in a very, like, girly and one is yeah. a sort of less girly. <laughs> stop being silly. 
Stop being stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, diff- it's difficult. Well, what's the, so? Yeah. Well. <laughs> but I'm not alone in the studio. I'm joined by a man whose name is Ash Flanders. He is quite a man around town, but he's got a show called Meme Girls. We're going to hear all about it. Hello, Ash Flanders. Hello, Melbourne. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit tired after a day of rehearsals, but I'm still swinging and vibing and grooving. Well, you got a little bit of a time before it all opens, but uh, I want to hear about Meme Girls because. Um, well, what I know about it already, I'm uh, I'm pretty much already there. But uh, for people that don't know about it, uh, tell us about it. Um, it's basically a show to celebrate uh, those those videos that we see on YouTube that get passed around and around and around. So and like I, the viral ones, the viral videos, you know, and in, you know, in internet culture, it's called a meme when you know those photos, those images, the Ermagerd girl, the dog, yes. all these things that get passed around and around and become famous in their own strange little way. And I thought it would be great to stitch a show together that is full of these internet famous or not so internet famous videos and uh, just perform them as one would perform like a Shakespearean monologue and give them the kind of high cultural value I think they deserve. I love it. Meme Girls. Now, uh, what ones uh, form part of it? Well, I haven't chosen ones. Like, there's no, like, Charlie bit my finger. There's no, no, like, really super famous ones that everyone knows. There's a few that I think you'll see and you'll go, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. But they're all... uh, interesting it's it's women talking on camera and it's just about the whole show ends up becoming about identity and about the desire we all have to connect with each other and this new way we found to connect uh, with a faceless nameless audience that validates our existence and you know regular people suddenly turning into you know youtube celebrities well that's what's so interesting about it i mean even just like the catering show that uh, <laughs> of those two cake girls kate mcclennan's been doing stuff around town for oh my God. i went to uni with her right I yeah. mean, she's fabulous. Uh, yeah. She's been in here many times, but uh, now suddenly she's got together with the other Kate. They've done the catering show, which is just, you know, uh, I'm sure you've seen it. Just, yeah. uh, you know, hilarious kind of stuff, but what she normally does. But now it's just uh, completely blown out of the water. Well, it becomes this thing where, you know, I think we live in an age where everyone everyone now wants to be a star. Everyone wants to be validated mm-hmm. on a global level and there's like great things and terrible things and like the internet is a very democratic space where every voice gets heard for better or for worse. And so I've picked some of the stranger voices <laughs> that people have celebrated or have been interested in and I wanted to present them to people because I think there is something uh, about why people do this that is interesting and about why we can't stop watching certain people what what are your theories as to a why people do it and why we can't stop watching them? I think it's the same reason people do everything. I think we know we're going to die. <laughs> we want right. to we want to make an impact. We want to be seen and we want to be validated. I think it's it's kind of a, a, a to me a seemingly a strange way to do it. But again, a story like Kate McLean. I mean, this is a new platform. This is a new frontier yes. in media where uh, if people think you're interesting, you do become you know you start living your life normally, but you prepackage your day into something that people can hear about in five minutes and Mm -hmm. you make it a little entertaining. And before you know it, I think there's this idea that people can make a ton of money off YouTube. Right. And so you get some people that I don't think are quite camera ready uh, talking on camera. And I think that's very interesting. Well, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it's a little bit like watching a car crash. It is. And it's also like, you know, there's a great history of men imitating very famous, you know, Shelley Bassey or Judy Garland or Cher. I I do it most days. Just by myself. I don't normally video it. Well, I've seen the footage on YouTube. 
so, pre- oh, maybe someone's videoed it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So everyone ends up on YouTube. And I thought, what would it be if someone did a show where they imitated these news celebrities or mm. these non-celebrities and treated them with all the respect <gasps> of a Judy Garland? Oh, of my a share. God. Because how many drag queens have, mm. or, or performers in general, have uh, done Judy, Liza, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. And there is a huge drag element to the show. I'm kind of a bit more in the middle. I'm a bit like non... I'm sort of between fluid, you know, I'm there to kind I of, I that. think... Yeah, well, that's just kind of where I live. Mm. I don't know what I am, but <laughs> I'm here and I'm trying to get your attention. And we have Art Simone, who's a very famous Melbourne drag queen. People tell me I look like Art Simone all the time, You actually the do look yeah. a lot like Art Someone Simone. Someone asked if he was my brother once. I think that's a high compliment. Younger brother. Yeah, younger okay. brother. They asked if I was his younger brother. She's only yeah. 22. So, I know. Yeah. You know, you, you do look very young. <laughs> we but, do um, look alike, I know. Yeah. You know, and she's famous in Melbourne, like hosted uh, Boylesque at Greyhound and yeah. like has really come out of the gate. And so I really wanted to team with a great drag queen to engage with the idea of drag in this show because I think there is a really rich history of drag in the city. And I think it's in- always interesting to go like, if me, Ash Flanders, I don't, I can't really do that. That's a skill I just don't have do those amazing looks and really do that. I do a kind of strange, a very theatrical, uh, like, I guess, like, somehow gender-bending... There's a weird grey area that I have just lived in for the last five years of performing. And uh, I think me and and art are a great mix. And you see the the different ways that men try and engage with the feminine or engage with women. Yeah. The wildly addictive women of YouTube, who I have spent every night with for the past three years at least. Well, I was going to ask, how did you go about siphoning which ones you're going to include and which ones you're not? Well, this is the strange... I mean, it's this show sort of just came out of, like, my obsession with these people and I am that person that will you know ruin a party or a dinner party and go like wait have you seen that video oh my god so like you get your iPhone out and yeah and then before you know it you, the last two hours have gone and you've yes. ruined some nice lovely person's dinner party no nah, people so love it I think this show is a good way for me to stop yes. ruining other people's <laughs> lives by like exercising these women getting them out of me celebrating them giving them their time in the real world in front of a real audience which I think they deserve and also I sing a lot in the show too. So, it's a cabaret. It's not this heavy, intense show about identity or whatever. It is that if you want it to be that. On another level, it's just hilarious characters that at the same time have this level of, you know, they're true. These are real people. And then mixed with like great queer music and some divas. What do you sing? I sing some Scissor Sisters. I sing a song by this guy, Jabriath, who was originally like a David Bowie type, and he, okay. but he was the gay, he was the actually gay David Bowie back in As the 70s. the bi one. Yeah. yeah. And he was legitimately gay. Okay. And so, of course, he didn't get to have a career, and he ended up in a piano bar oh. in New York. And then I also do uh, a bit of George Michael, oh. and then I do Kylie and Mariah. See, so, if that hasn't got people knocking on the door of this show, then I don't know what will. <laughs> So, it's really challenging for me because I'm closeted in my career as well. <laughs> yeah, so, I like think this tell. is going to be really... This will really let the cat out of the bag. Oh, Kylie Mariah, George Michael, and this is a sister. And, and just beautifully addictive women of YouTube. Oh, I love it. I mean, this is a good time. This show has the potential to be a very good time for people. And there's outrageous makeup and there's great clothes and dance. I mean, it's I'm packing a lot in. And it looks like it's only going to be an hour hour and ten max and who doesn't love a short sharp wild show absolutely it's called Mean Girls it's playing at the Malthouse Theatre it's by this man Ash Flanders people can go to malthousetheatre.com.au kicking off in a couple of weeks the 8th of April through to the 2nd of May can't wait to see it can't wait to show it to you thanks very much Ash see you on YouTube (laughs) indeed 
Do you love autumn? I love autumn. Really? Yes. What do you love about it? Uh, just the, the, I like a bit of cooler weather mm. and uh, just sort of cycling down Royal Parade with the leaves changing. It's just magic. It is, I do like yes. it when the... I live uh, in streets which uh, have... Uh, Deciduous yeah, streets. L- yes, and yes. lots of them are on the roads and mm. uh, it is quite nice when they yep. uh, start to drop their leaves. Yep, and the garden's good too because it's all sort of uh, reaping and growing. And yes. Well, you know all yep. about gardening because of your Tuesday morning gardening <laughs> segment. Yes. What's going on in my garden? Indeed. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.